0: I'd like to share with you today an event that's coming up on Saturday the 12th of June, next Saturday. It's called Union. It's our third one-day intensive with my good friend Stephen McKee and the beautiful Emma McKee. There'll be four sessions starting at 10 a.m. and we will go right through the day, a break and then we're gonna go for some Q&A, Zoom, which is gonna be amazing. I love the Q&As. It's only 12 pound or $15. I hope you can join us there. We're going to be exploring the depths of Christ, the depths of Yahweh, the depths of Holy Spirit in that place of union in the heart of God. So register, just head on over to janesroder.com. Have an awesome day. It's my privilege and an honour, Jane Schroeder, to share with you today a thought a prayer, and insight. On an Origin Gate, Wisdom's Echo. I'm going to talk today and carry on sharing about the Celtic saints that are so dear to my heart and the history and it's within the blood of my family. Wow, my family line, my generation. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about St. Patrick, but first of all, let's talk about the influence of the Celtic Christian missionaries that came to Scotland, Ireland and Wales. Over the centuries, they literally, literally transformed in right across the whole of Western Europe with culture, poetry, language, arts, music. They were bards, poets. Wow. They had developed a deep intimacy with their father, A manifestation of power of the Holy Spirit. I believe like nothing else we've seen in this modern age. We can learn so much from their culture and how they functioned and their relationship with that pericroesis, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. The truing, three-strand cord. Wow. St. Patrick is believed to be one of the most famous Celtic saints. Born about 390, near the west coast of England. No one's exactly sure exactly where he was born, but that's a hazardous guess from some of the things, some of his writings and prayers that he he talks about where he lived. St Patrick's passionate personality, his great love of the Irish people, it is said that he adopted them as his own as his own sons and daughters. Captured as a slave by pirates. Round about the age of 16, there were many, many young men captured and sent to Ireland to live under the cruel rule of the king. He lived there for six years. It was not an easy life. In captivity, he suffered greatly, many hardships. Hunger, thirst, cold. But out of this place of hardship, he developed... That inner voice, that inner place with his Abba, Yahweh. He knew he wasn't hearing the sheep's voice. He was hearing God himself. He would pray hundreds and hundreds of times a day and night. He would wake in the night to pray his love and his thirst and hunger for more of the kingdom realm and those mysteries, the mysterion of God. Wow, so beautiful. One thing, when I was reading about Patrick, I've got many beautiful history books about him and I love to read about any of the Celtic saints. It's part of my genealogy, my generation. Was the heart, out of being a slave in Ireland, he gained his freedom to become a voluntary slave of Christ. On his return to his homeland, England, when he escaped his captivity. I believe in every generation, wisdom lives in the holy souls, you and me, and makes them friends of God. Is a beautiful quote of Patrick. I'm going to repeat it. In every generation, wisdom lives in the holy souls, you and me, and makes them friends of God. Another beautiful quote. It's by a president of the Y1 base. Lynn Green says, A nation's history defines its destiny. Wow. And the destiny of the Celtic saints and the crosses and the cultures they left all across the wild islands. Changing the nation forever. The picks and the baths in Scotland. Wow. It is said that Patrick led, led quite a hermit's life. And we all know that Patrick's famous prayer called the Cry of the Deer, which is from a prayer of protection, called the Deer's Cry. It's the final part of a traditional prayer of protection. St. Patrick's breastplate, an attribute to St. Patrick himself. The prayer. I arise today through the mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity through the belief in the threeness, through the confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I arise today through the strength of Christ's birth, with his baptism, through the strength of his crucifixion, with his burial, through the strength of his resurrection, with his ascension, through the strength of his descent for the judgment of doom. I arise today through the strength of the love of the cherubim, in the obedience of the angels, in the service of the archangels, in the hope of the resurrection to meet with reward, in the prayers of patriarchs, in the prediction of prophets, in the preaching of the gospels of the apostles, in faith of confessors, in innocence of holy virgins, in deeds of righteous men. I arise today through the strength of heaven. Light of sun, radiance of moon, splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of wind, depth of sea, stability of earth, firmness of rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak to me, God's hand to guide me. God's way to lie before me. God's shield to protect me. God's host to save me from the snares of devils, from temptations of vices, from everyone who shall wish me ill. Afar and near, alone and a multitude. I summon today all the powers between me and those evils. Against every cruel merciless power, that may oppose my body and soul, against incantations of false prophets, against black laws of partydom, against false laws of heretics, against crafts of idolatry, against spells of women, and smiths and wizards, against every knowledge that corrupts man's body and soul. Christ assumed me today, against poisoning, against burning, against drowning, against wounding, So there come to me abundance of reward. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ with me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in the eye of everyone that sees me. Christ every ear that hears me. Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through the mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through beliefs in the threeness, through confessions of oneness, of the creator of creation. Amen. Wow, that covers everything. Gosh, I love the part that says Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me He's praying for others Christ in the eye of everyone who sees me Papa occupies the house when when people look in our eyes Christ in every ear that hears me Wow, thank you God It's so beautiful Everything in that for our daily bread For our daily sustenance, for our daily life Wow, what wonderful attributes that Patrick brought for us today. Patrick, at the age of 30, they say 30 or maybe 40 years, he visited a respected head of the whole land in England. He wanted to learn understanding of divine wisdom of a holy mysteries. Of a God so that he might preach divine grace to foreigners, foreign people, by converting them to the faith in God. In other words, he was an evangelist as well as multiple other things he functioned in. So his intention was eventually to cross over the Alps. But when he visited a very holy bishop, Jermas, a well-respected ruler in the city, He loved being there so much. Patrick stayed between 30 and 40 years. It says he stayed in humility, patience, obedience, learning to love. Treasuring the wholeheartedly, the knowledge, the wisdom, the purity. And it says particularly with great fear and love of God in goodness and singleness of heart, chaste in body and spirit. In other words, he put his heart and soul into this relationship, into this mentorship, into this apprenticeship. Wow, it's very challenging for us today, particularly me. If I put my whole heartiness into the people that I'm walking with and walking alongside me in obedience, in the fear and the love of God, in the goodness, in the singleness of heart, in body, soul and spirit. I love all the stories of Patrick but one thing I really love best of all that he had an angel called Victor and it seems by all the different versions and the different accounts that I've read that he was there from very early on with Patrick even before he was saved and Victor would visit visit him regularly it says conversing in conversation like I'm conversing to you now but in bodily form even when Patrick was in captivity, he enjoyed the angelic counsel. It says that one day, while he was tending the swine, he lost them. He lost the swine he was looking after. The pigs. Wow. And would you believe it? Victor came and showed him where the swine were, where he'd lost them. Isn't that amazing? Lost property, Angel. It's interesting, a story... My daughter was only 15, 16, and we desperately needed her passport. And she'd taken it into school for some clarification on some funding she was going to get. And um, she put it in a little bag and brought it back home, but we could not find it. We were due to go on holiday. Oh, my goodness. And In, in those days, single mum, did, we didn't have much money to go on holiday, but somebody had given us an apartment in Spain as a gift. And we just needed to book the flights and... Could we find this passport for three months? I was about to have to spend a lot of money to get another one And I'd been to one of my prayer groups and they'd said Let's ask the Lost Property Angel to find the passport Now that night, while I was looking where I'd looked before Under all the coats and the bags where we hung them in the hallway on the the coat hooks I looked again and there it was, the very coat I'd looked underneath Many times, the Lost Property Angel had put, I believe, the passport there So we could see it in full view Wow, so one day the angel was talking to Patrick, and the angel had placed its foot on this really important rock and in front of Patrick's very eyes the angel ascended in Patrick's presence, oh my goodness, I can feel the presence on this now, it is said the footprint of the angel became a place of prayer, a famous place to go and pray where faithfully and very joyfully they would obtain the answers to their prayers. How amazing is that? Wow. There are many places in Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales. I call it the thin place where you feel the presence really close and you have encounters. And one of those places, I had the privilege last week to go and stay at Dunad. It's called Dariada, the over-kingdom of Argyle and parts of Ireland. It's Dariada uh, Fort. It's a fort where people lived and they honoured God. Wow, it's a beautiful place. It's a mound of rocks in the middle of nowhere. And it's called um, Kilmartin Glen. If people want to go and visit there, it's amazing. And you put your foot in this stone rock. There's a, there's a footprint but the real place where they place the stone, they've put um, like a rock over it to protect it from getting damaged and er- er- erosion. And you put your foot in there and you just pray and that's where he inaugurated the King of Northumberland, became a Christian. St Columba would go there as he walked the lands. It's an incredible story. That's another um, insight of the day in future. I will talk about it. We had some incredible visions very late at night in pitch black up there just over a week ago. So I just want to finish with a beautiful benediction that was spoken over Patrick when he died, or after his death actually. Behold, the scent of my son is like the scent of the fruitful field which the Lord has blessed. And I speak that over to you today, that you are the beautiful scent of the sons, the mature sons of Yahweh, the scent of the fruitful field, of the blessing of the Lord. Shalom.